Ms. Demings. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA, I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, eight billion people. And if you're gonna figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change, change their lives forever. Well, it didn't happen, and here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 257 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless you. And may God bless you. Thank you so much, Mr. Chairman and Director Mueller. Thank you so much for being a person of honor and integrity. Thank you for your service to the nation. We are certainly better for it. Director Mueller, I too want to focus on the written um, responses that the president did provide and the continued efforts to lie and cover up what happened during the 2016 election, where the president answers submitted under oath. Yes, yes. Thank you, they were. Were these all the answers your office wanted to ask the president about Russia interference in the 2016 election? No, not necessarily. So there were other? Yes questions that you wanted to answer. Did you analyze his written answers on Russia interference to draw conclusions about the president's credibility? No, it was perhaps one of the factors, but uh, nothing more than that. It was one of the factors. So what did you determine about the president's credibility? And that I can't get into. Director Mueller, I know based on your decades of experience, you probably had an opportunity to um, analyze the credibility of countless witnesses, but you weren't able to do so with this witness? Well, with every witness, particularly a, a leading witness, uh, one assesses the credibility day by day, witness by witness, document by document. And, and uh, that's what happened in this case. So we started well, with very little, and by the end, we ended up with a fair amount. Yeah, fair amount. Thank you. Well, let's go through some of the answers to take a closer look at his credibility, because it seems to me, Director Mueller, that his answers were not credible at all. Do some of President Trump's incomplete answers relate to Trump Tower Moscow? Yes. For example, did you ask the president whether he had had at any time directed or suggested that, that discussions about Trump Moscow project should cease? Should what? Cease. 
Uh, do you have any citations? Yes, we're still in Appendix C, Section 1, 7. The first page? Uh-huh. Does the President did not answer whether he had at any time directed or suggested that discussions about the Trump-Moscow project should cease, but he has since made public comments about this topic. Okay. And the question was? Did the President, uh, let me go on to the next question. Did the President fully answer that question in his written statement to you about the Trump-Moscow project ceasing? Again, in Appendix C. Uh, and, and can you direct me to the uh, particular paragraph you're adverting to? It would be Appendix C-C1, but let me move forward. Nine days after he submitted his written answers, didn't the president say publicly that he, quote, decided not to do the project, unquote? And that is in your I, uh, report. I, 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 I'd ask you. I'd ask you if you would to point out the the particular paragraph that you're uh, okay. focused we, on. Okay. We we can move on. Did the president answer your follow-up questions? Uh, according to the report, there were follow-up questions because of the president's incomplete answers about the Moscow project. Did the president answer your follow-up questions either in writing or orally? And we're now in no. volume two, page 150 through 151. No. He did not. In fact, there were many questions that you asked the president that he simply didn't answer. Isn't that correct? True. And there were many answers that contradicted other evidence you had gathered during the investigation. Isn't that correct, yes. Director Mueller? Director Mueller, for example, the president in his written answer stated he did not recall having advanced knowledge of WikiLeaks releases. Is that correct? I think that's what he said. But didn't your investigation uncover evidence that the president did, in fact, have advanced knowledge of WikiLeaks, public releases of emails damaging to his opponent? And I can't get into that area. Did your investigation determine, after very careful vetting of Rick Gates and Michael Coins, that you found them to be credible? That we found the president to be credible? That you found Gates and Cohen to be credible in their uh, statements about gonna, WikiLeaks? Uh, the, the, those areas I'm not going to discuss. Could you say, Director Mueller, that the president was credible? I can't answer that question. Director Mueller, isn't it fair to say that the president's written answers were not only inadequate and incomplete because he didn't answer many of your questions, but where he did, his answer showed that he wasn't always being truthful? Uh, there, uh, I would say, uh, generally. Generally. Director Mueller, it's one thing for the president to lie to the American people about your investigation, falsely claiming that you found no collusion and no obstruction, but it's something else altogether for him to get away with not answering your questions and lying about them. And as a former law enforcement officer of almost 30 years, I find that a disgrace to our criminal justice system. Thank you so much. You, I yield back to the chairman. Mr. Krishna Murthy. Director Mueller. Thank you for your devoted service to your country. Earlier, earlier today, you described your report as detailing a criminal investigation, correct? Yes. Yes. Director, since it was outside the purview of your investigation, your report did not reach counterintelligence conclusions regarding the subject matter of your report. That's true. For instance, since it was outside your purview, 
your report did not reach counterintelligence conclusions regarding any Trump administration officials who might potentially be vulnerable to compromise or blackmail by Russia, correct? Those uh, decisions probably were made in the counter uh, the uh, FBI. But not in your report, correct? Not in our report. We had worked to the, uh, uh, the uh, counter, uh, counterintelligence uh, goals of our investigation, which were secondary to any criminal uh, wrongdoing that we could find. Let's talk about one administration official in particular, namely President Donald Trump. Other than Trump Tower Moscow, uh, your report does not address or detail the president's financial ties or dealings with Russia, correct? Correct. Similarly, since it was outside your purview, your report does not address the question of whether Russian oligarchs engaged in money laundering through any of the president's businesses, correct? Correct. And of course, your office did not obtain the president's tax returns, which could otherwise show foreign financial sources, correct? I'm not going to speak to that. I'm not going to speak to that. In July 2017, the, rep the president said his personal finances were off limits or outside the purview of your investigation. And he drew a quote unquote red line around his personal finances. Were the per president's personal finances outside the purview of your investigation? I'm not going to get into that. Were you instructed by anyone not to investigate the president's personal finances? No. Mr. Mueller, um, I'd like to turn your attention to counterintelligence risks associated with lying. Individuals can be subject to blackmail if they lie about their interactions with foreign countries, correct? True. For example, you successfully charged former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn of lying to federal agents about his conversations with Russian officials, correct? Correct. Since it was outside the purview of your investigation, your report did not address how Flynn's false statements could pose a national security risk because the Russians knew the falsity of those uh, statements, right? I cannot get into that mainly because there are many elements of the FBI that are looking at uh, different aspects of that issue. Currently? Currently. Thank you. As you noted in volume two of your report, Donald Trump repeated five times in one press conference, Mr. Mueller, in 2016, quote, I have nothing to do with Russia. Of course, Michael Cohen said Donald Trump was not being truthful because at this time, Trump was attempting to build Trump Tower Moscow. Your report does not address whether Donald Trump was compromised in any way because of any potential false statements that he made about Trump Tower Moscow, correct? I think that's right. I think that's right. Director Mueller, I want to turn your attention to um, a couple other issues. You've served as FBI director during three presidential elections, correct? Yes. And during those three presidential elections, you have never initiated an investigation at the FBI looking into whether a foreign government interfered in our elections the same way you did in this particular instance, correct? Uh, I, I would say I personally know, but uh, the FBI quite obviously has uh, the, uh, how do you defense uh, an attack such as the Russians undertook in 2016? Now, 
Director Mueller, um, is there any information you'd like to share with this committee that you have not so far today? Well, that's a broad question. <laughs> um, and it'd take me a while to get an answer to it, but I'd say no. <laughs> um, Mr. Mueller, uh, you said that every American should pay very close attention to the systematic and sweeping fashion in which the Russians uh, interfered in our democracy. Um, are you concerned that we are not doing enough currently to prevent this from happening again? Well, I'll speak generally and uh, what I said in my uh, opening statement uh, this morning and uh, here that uh, no, much more needs to be done in order to protect against this uh, intrusion, not just by the Russians, but others as well. Thank you, Director. We have two uh, five-minute uh, periods remaining, um, Mr. Nunes and myself. Uh, Mr. Nunes, you are recognized. Mr. Mueller, it's been a long uh, day for you, and you've had a long, great career. Uh, I want to thank you for your long-time service, starting in Vietnam, uh, obviously in the U.S. Attorney's Office, Department of Justice, and the FBI. And I want to thank you for doing something you didn't have to do. You came here upon your own free will, and we appreciate your time today. With that, I yield back. Thank you, sir. Dr. Muller, I want to, uh, to close out my questions, turn to some of the exchange you had with Mr. Welsh a bit earlier. I'd like to see if we can broaden the aperture at the end of the hearing. From your testimony today, I gather that you believe that knowingly accepting foreign assistance during a presidential campaign is an unethical thing to do. And a crime. And a crime. Circumstances, yes. And to the degree... And a crime given certain circumstances. And to the degree that it undermines our democracy and our institutions, we can agree that it's also unpatriotic. True. And wrong. True. The standard of behavior for a presidential candidate or any candidate for that matter shouldn't be merely whether something is criminal. It should be held to a higher standard. You would agree? Yeah, I, I will not get into that because it goes to the standards to be applied by other institutions besides ours. I'm just referring to ethical standards. We should hold our Absolutely. elected officials to a standard higher than mere avoidance of criminality, shouldn't we? Absolutely. You have served this country for decades. You've taken an oath to defend the Constitution you hold yourself to a standard of doing what's right. I would uh, hope. You have. I think we can all see that. And uh, befitting the times, I'm sure your reward will be unending criticism. <laughs> but we are grateful. The need to act in an ethical manner is not just a moral one, but when people act unethically, it also exposes them to compromise, particularly in dealing with foreign powers. Is that true? True. Because when someone acts unethically in connection with a foreign partner, that foreign partner can later expose their wrongdoing and extort them. True. And that conduct, that unethical conduct, can be of a financial nature if you have a financial motive or an illicit business dealing. Am I right? Yes. But it can also just involve deception. If you are lying about something that can be exposed, then you can be blackmailed. Also true. In the case of Michael Flynn, he was secretly doing business with Turkey, correct? Yes. 
and that could open him up to compromise that financial relationship. I presume. He also lied about his discussions with the Russian ambassador. And since the Russians were on the other side of the conversation, they could have exposed that, could they not? Yes. If a presidential candidate was doing business in Russia and saying he wasn't, Russians could expose that too, could they not? I leave that to you. Well, let's, let's look at Dmitry Peskov, the spokesperson for the Kremlin, someone that the Trump Organization was in contact with to make that deal happen. Your report indicates that Michael Cohen had a long conversation on the phone with someone from Dmitry Peskov's office. Presumably, the Russians could record that conversation, could they not? Yes. And so if candidate Trump was saying, I have no dealings with the Russians, but the Russians had a tape recording, they could expose that, could they not? Yes. That's the stuff of counterintelligence nightmares, is it not? Well, it has to do with counterintelligence and the need for a strong counterintelligence uh, uh, entity. It does indeed. And when this was revealed that there were these communications, notwithstanding the president's denials, the president was confronted about this, and he said two things. First of all, that's not a crime. But I think you and I have already agreed that that shouldn't be the standard, right, Mr. True. Mueller? True. And the second thing he said was, why should I miss out on all those opportunities? I mean, why indeed? merely running a presidential campaign, why should you miss out on making all that money, was the import of his statement. Were you ever able to ascertain whether Donald Trump still intends to build that tower when he leaves office? Is that a question, sir? Yes. Were you able to ascertain, because he wouldn't answer your questions completely, whether or if he ever ended that desire to build that tower? I'm not going to speculate on that. If the president was concerned that if he lost his election, he didn't want to miss out on that money, might he have the same concern about losing his re-election and missing out on that money? Speculation. The difficulty with this, of course, is we are all left to wonder whether the president is representing us or his financial interests. That includes my questions. Mr. Nunes, do you have any concluding remarks? Dr. Morrow, let me close by returning to where I began. Thank you for your service, and thank you for leading this investigation. The facts you set out in your report and have elucidated here today tell a disturbing tale of a massive Russian intervention in our election, of a campaign so eager to win, so driven by greed that it was willing to accept the help of a hostile foreign power in a presidential election decided by a handful of votes in a few key states. Your work tells of a campaign so determined to conceal their corrupt use of foreign help that they risk going to jail by lying to you, to the FBI, and to Congress about it, and indeed, some have gone to jail over such lies. And your work speaks of a president who committed countless acts of obstruction of justice that, in my opinion, and that of many other prosecutors, had it been anyone else in the country, they would have been indicted. Notwithstanding the many things you have addressed today and in your report, there were some questions you could not answer given the constraints you're operating under. You would not tell us whether you would have indicted the president but for the OLC opinion that you could not. 
And so the Justice Department will have to make that decision when the President leaves office, both as to the crime of obstruction of justice and as to the campaign finance fraud scheme that individual one directed and coordinated and for which Michael Cohen went to jail. You would not tell us whether the President should be impeached, nor did we ask you, since it is our responsibility to determine the proper remedy for the conduct outlined in your report. Whether we decide to impeach the President in the House or we do not, we must take any action necessary to protect the country while he is in office. You would not tell us the results or whether other bodies looked into Russian compromise in the form of money laundering, so we must do so. You would not tell us whether the counterintelligence investigation revealed whether people still serving within the administration pose a risk of compromise and should never have been given a security clearance, so we must find out. We did not bother to ask whether financial inducements from any Gulf nations were influencing US, U.S. policy, since it is the outside the four corners of your report, and so we must find out. But one thing is clear from your report, your testimony from Director Ray's statements yesterday. The Russians massively intervened in 2016, and they are prepared to do so again in voting that is set to begin a mere eight months from now. The President seems to welcome the help again, and so we must make all efforts to harden our elections infrastructure, to ensure there is a paper trail for all voting, to deter the Russians from meddling, to discover it when they do, to disrupt it, and to make them pay. Protecting the sanctity of our elections begins, however, with the recognition that accepting foreign help is disloyal to our country, unethical, and wrong. We cannot control what the Russians do, not completely, but we can decide what we do. And that this centuries-old experiment we call American democracy is worth cherishing. Director Mueller, thank you again for being here today. And before I adjourn, I would like to excuse you and Mr. Zebley. Everyone else, please remain seated. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. Nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, they will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently for letting you, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Can you believe that we're getting away with this? Yes, we can. What your country can do for you, I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now 
on Instagram and SoundCloud. He wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Smart Radio Potable and more. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. hearing is adjourned. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.